0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Training Arc Podcast. It's your host, The Pink Menace. I'm here with my co-host, Franny Pack. Yo, what's going on? Was that your sweet intro? No. My sweet intro is today that we are talking about the Isekai anime as a whole. So you better sit down, get ready for Truck Coon, put your VR glasses on, because it's, well, it's going to be out of this world. Oh, that's not bad. I know, right? Mama's was going to be, yo, welcome back to
1: the... That time I started a podcast and decided to talk about Isekai today. They're both pretty freaking mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least they were both better than Spades'
0: intro. Even though Spades' intros are so bad that they're actually fire. They are fire. I I love listening back to Spades be like, us, dude, welcome back. (laughs)
1: But yeah, man, we had that What Is in" episode a while back. We had a lot of fun doing it. We had a good uh, response with it.
0: We wanted to do What Is Isakai. We mentioned it during that episode, and we're finally doing it. There was like a minute 30 within the episode, too, when we... when I think it was you who said that, too. Yeah, I was like, I really just want to talk about Isakai. And, uh, well, here we are.
1: Yeah, it's just Fran and Pink, the Pink and Fran show today. There's no... Uh, no one holding us back. Like Lego Pizza, how you know, he always holds us back from you know pushing it a step further. Just kidding. He always pushes it a step further. Yeah, but what if he's doing that for
0: everyone's benefit? What if he's been your hero all along? Yeah, it's it spades, too. He'll stop us. <laughs> but he just
1: antagonizes us to go further. And then Lego just takes it further himself. So we got some good teammates up in here. It's a pretty fire squad. Yeah, dude, shout out the fire squad.
0: Fire out. Shout out the firing squad. They're coming to my house later. Dude, so uh, I guess first, a lot of we mention Izekis all the
1: time. Shout out Jivo. Only the cultured people call it Izeki, but it's Isekai. I S E K A I. Mm hmm. And um, this is from like the New York library, public library jam really going on right here. But first of all, Isekai is not only. The concept of isekai is not only an anime; it's not an anime exclusive subgenre. Nope, it's actually become a genre and a subgenre of its own over the years. It has developed and evolved and adapted. Its tendrils have spread throughout all the branches of government.
0: Yeah, to the point where, like, when I was looking into this, like, I started realizing Harry Potter's an isekai. Yeah, it all started from some of the classics, but it even goes further back.
1: We're going to get into the history of it. We're going to talk about some subgenres of isekai. We're going to talk about tropes. We're going to talk about ones we hate, we love, and just uh, the genre as a whole. And that's what you can expect from us today. But first of all, isekai is a subgenre of fantasy. And that is pretty much the origin of it, in which a character is suddenly, physically or mentally transported from their world into a new or unfamiliar one, such as a fantasy world, virtual world, such as like Sword Art Online, Overlord, Mm -hmm. another planet, future or past time, such as Inuasha, or parallel universe. Uh, The Western world is no stranger to this concept, as it appears... In well-known works of Western literature, such as Lewis Carroll's Alice in
0: Wonderland. Which, I, I didn't even think about Alice in Wonderland until you said it to me today. I'm like, oh man, it's so OG. We it don't really even... is.
1: Frank L. Baum's The Wizard of Oz. And even J.M. Bury's Peter Pan. Like Alice, Dorothy Gale, and Wendy Darling, the main characters of isekai stories are taken to an alternative fantasy world full of magic, swords, and adventure. Oh, that shit we love. It includes novels, light novels, films, manga, anime, and video games. Dude, it's just taking over.
0: Yeah. That's another
1: question I wanted to ask at the end, but like, has its popularity peaked? Are we is it here to stay? I don't know. We'll talk about it after we're done discussing everything else and we'll see what we come up with. What do you think, as of now? Are you about I, to say something? I
0: think it's I think it's here to stay. I yeah. think it's here to stay. Whether good or bad. Because it's so one of those things that can get adapted into any sort of work, that even if we forget about it, even if it nothing but cringe comes out from here on out, it's gonna be there. It's lurking. Your favorite character is about to get isekai at any moment. It could, yeah, it just could become a trope that'll Mm -hmm. never die. Well, like I was
1: thinking, it could be looked back at as like cringe or annoying or repetitive, but. Okay, it's kind of how some people think of it now. So maybe the hate on isekai has peaked as of now. Or like, I was thinking it could be highly regarded as like a, a piece of anime history reflecting the time when video games and internet life as a whole became like a big part of culture in humans. That's true. And isekai genre, the bombastic development of it, it kind of reflects that. Looking back at that, at the time, maybe 50, 60, 40, 100 years from now, they're going to be like, oh, this is when MMORPGs came out and they started making all these media and anime about it. So it could be really cool like that. Like when we look back at old mech anime in a couple years. Oh, my Lord. Or look back at Fist of the North Star, big, brawlic, old JoJo's-type art style and animation.
0: Like, I'm gonna have to hide all the memorabilia of DBZ I have, because in another 20 years, that might really be cringe. Hell no. Hell yeah. All right,
1: so that was like a general defy of it, dude, but we got more, dude. Alice in Wonderland, dude, was probably the first modern-type media form of Isekai, which inspired other more modern works like Wizard of Oz, dude. And like I showed you before, there's over like 32 variations of adaptations of Alice in Wonderland, and and it looks like there's even more of Wizard of Oz. Like, just, just to show how they blew up on the scene, dude, and they just influenced the future. Heavy style really changed the direction of anime and media, the way people write things, the whole story writing. I mean, there's three anime right off the top, Alice in Borderland, Alice in the Country of Hearts, and Alice in Murderland right there, and that's just anime.
0: I didn't know those exist. I didn't know those exist. I knew there was the there was an Alice in Wonderland video game, Return to Madness. That was low-key really good. I always think of uh, the Kingdom Hearts arc. Oh, yeah. That
1: was really cool. Um, it's not a demographic like the last one we talked about, what is Shonen? Seinen, Josai, Shoujo. No, this is more of a genre. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like... More specifically, a subgenre of what originally, like we said, was fantasy. But as it de- as developed over the decades, it can actually go and identify as like the primary genre of an anime. Like it used to be, like oh, it's a fantasy isekai, or this is a romance isekai. But now we're, we're here saying like oh, it's an isekai with a with a little bit of fantasy in it, or yeah, it's an isekai with with a lot of comedy in it. It's, it's what
0: it's what, what happens it. when you're like secondary Pokemon just gets so much XP that now it's like one of the best ones in your team. That's what happened, and like it's, so, it's kind of like right there with like action,
1: adventure, fantasy, supernatural, mystery, comedy, slice of life, thriller. Like you could just put isekai right there now, when it used to just be like a little subcategory of those main ones. So it has grown, dude, and we have some examples, and we'll discuss some different subgenres of isekai now that have developed, along with some tropes that just echo through the annals. But we're gonna talk about that after we dive into the history for a bit. But before even that, I want to mention some isekai that are airing right now that you might not even know an isekai you might not even know about, and then some favorites of ours and stuff like that. Let me pull up the the seasonal, but. As of now, I know two of my picks, two of the three picks that I picked for this seasonal coverage, the seasonal frontier, they're isekai. Mm-hmm. The pupil of the wise man, she pre- professed herself, the pupil of the wise man and in the land of Leodale. So, there's two right there, duty. And here, I'll look that up right now. I forgot to pull that up. What is the, what's this season? Is it we're in the winter? Yeah, this is winter. Winter twenty twenty two. What do we got here? Demon Slayer. Nope, close. Maybe Demon Slayer will get an Isekai arc one day. No, I think it'll probably end before that.
0: Oh no.
1: Oh snap. How a realist hero built the kingdom. That's probably an isekai. It's probably an Izaki. The strongest sage with the weakest crest.
0: And that might be fantasy. It might be isekai. Oh, man. Going back to this list, I forgot how much of the anime I did not. I was so not hyped for this season.
1: This season's weird.
0: Yeah. But it might be. It's not saying it's bad.
1: It's just weird. Maybe not a lot of isekai came out this season. Maybe I picked up both of them. At least both the good ones. I just don't want to, like, read into it while we're here live right now. Because there's a lot of anime, but as instead of that, so there's two that are airing right now, but we've also covered a lot, and a couple have, I'll name a few that we've talked about in the last few seasonal frontiers in the last few seasons. Like, the Faraway Paladin. Did, Vanilla yeah. picked that up last season, and you ended up finishing that up, we it, talked about it on the Conclusiones. Mm-hmm.
0: It's one of those ones that didn't even need to be an isekai, so it just felt really weird that it's an isekai. I forgot it was an isekai until you said it.
1: <laughs> yeah, like you said, what Nuxtaku said in his video was the number one rule of knowing if an isekai is trash or not.
0: If it's an isekai. Yeah.
1: So far away, Pound, and like a lot of, I would say, Maiden Abyss. Like a large appeal of Maiden Abyss of how it's so beautiful and great and beloved is. Probably because it's a pure fantasy anime and it's not an isekai, which is kind of a little special these
0: days. Th- that abyss itself is like so its own world that you really could kind of look at it like an isekai, but it's not. It's not.
1: I remember uh, Kuma 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 Bear in one of our first seasonal oh frontiers. I, w- I picked that up or I watched that and talked about it at least.
0: That was the girl with the bear suit, right? Yeah. The invincible bear isekai. Yeah, that was feel good as hell. Okay. Adorable.
1: Log Horizon, we talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. We have pretty much covered it on uh, Ziggy's Top 20. Uh, Sword Art Online as well. I think on both the Top 20s. Dot Hack as well at the Top 20s. Mishoko Tensei, a.k.a. Jobless Reincarnation. Pink, you covered that in a Seasonal. Yep. That's a huge hitter. Overlord, we've talked about that in the Top 20. Shield Hero as well. The Saint's Magic Power is Omnipotent. I talked about that in a Seasonal. I love that one. That's the Slice of Life... One where the lady gets the, like, young, kind of older for an isekai protagonist lady, young adult lady, probably, like, mid-20s. She becomes a botanist. Ah, yeah. And she just makes potions and, like, falls in love, and it's just, it's goodness frick, dude, good slice of life romance isekai. I'm a spider, so what? You remember me hollering about that on a seasonal? Uh, Slimy Sky, we talk about that. Oh, that time no. I got reincarnated as a slime. You really put that up there before Standing on a Millie? Standing on a Millie is another one we covered in the seasonal. We actually still have to record a podcast about that. Yeah, we do. Holy smokes. Uh, The Wiseman's Grandchild came out of last season, two seasons ago. We talked about, we... I think we passed up on that. World's Finest Assassin gets reincarnated to another world... As an aristocrat.
0: We, That's a trope we're going to talk about soon, how long the titles are, but what about that? We uh, we did pass up on that, and it looked good. I just I just still have no interest. And multiple people are like, you got to watch it, you got to watch it. So hmm. I can't say bad about it, because a lot of people that I know who have good taste are like, you got to watch this. Build Divide
1: Code Black is one that Lego just talked about in yeah. the most recent Conclusiones. Yeah, that
0: is an isekai. That's a really cool one. That was one I was not expecting to be an Isekai either.
1: That's another little trope thing where some anime Isekai the whole time, and you don't even know it until mm-hmm. there's a reveal. Which is nuts. Uh, Infinite Dendrogram, Mo, Infinite Dendrogram. That's one that I mentioned in one of our first Seasonal yeah. Frontiers.
0: It's like the name I can remember. I can't remember nothing else.
1: And ones we mention a lot and we should cover. I have written down like Zero and No Game No Life. One I really love. One I really love to hate. I would, I would absolutely cover Re-Zero. Oh, yeah. We have a lot to say about yeah. it. We have said a lot. I like to hate on it because everybody loves it. I think it's overrated. That being said, dude, I have some overrated ones. Like Katarina Claus. My life as a villainous. All routes lead to doom.
0: Yeah. See, I, the long names of Isekai never bothered me. I, honestly, there's, like, its own charm. That's its own charm, to have a name that long.
1: But if the show sucks, the long name really fucking bothers me. Like this one. <laughs> like, I had to type this whole thing, like, three times during these notes. And you don't even want to type it once. Like, fuck this show. Why is it so long? But when it's, it's good, I don't, I don't mind. I just noticed that, because I usually love all these guys. But Katarina Claus, My Life as a Villain, has sucked. It was a, a shitty shame. parody version of The Saint's Magic Powers Omnipotent. So if you liked Katarina Claus, check out The Saint's Magic Powers Omnipotent. It's just a way more serious and wholesome version of it.
0: To quote Jeevo, why should I? I've already <laughs> seen my shows. I don't want to see another. Why would I watch more shows than what I've already seen? <laughs> yeah, but, question of the century. That killed me. I'm gonna listen back. <laughs> Actually, like, damn near put me in the casket. Uh,
1: what are some other overrated ones? Uh ReZero. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah, we already said ReZero. Zero. Yeah, yeah. Slime Isekai. And and in, I'll say Inuyasha,
1: man. Inuyasha kind of sucks. Everybody likes to put it up on their like old time list and
0: stuff like that. It sucks. I never got into Inuyasha. It was weird because like I used to watch it when I was a kid, and I knew I wasn't going to school the next day because it was on Adult Swim at like that one a.m. block, and every episode was so. Uh, Understandably, I had no context of what was going on in the story or anything, but the art and like the animation, everything
1: was like, drew me in. I was like, ooh, I should like this. And I would just keep watching it and be like, why don't I, why isn't it pulling me in yet? Yeah. And it never does. It's just a big cuck of an anime. But it actually, there's a reason for that. In the 90s, Izakai was very shoujo y, it was very demographically aimed mm. towards uh young women and it took a big turn when the video game thing hit they yeah. sort are online we're going to talk about that when we get to the history so there's a reason for that uh some underrated ones i wanted to mention some that you guys probably never heard of that are really great isekais first one i can mention ascendance of a bookworm it's one a young librarian honey Gets reincarnated at Isekai. She gets a perhaps even truck into an old fantasy world where she's poor compared to all the like, aristocrats and royal, royalty and stuff like that. And so all she wants to do is read, but she can't. She's too forward to afford books. So she starts making her own books, and she has to like gather ink and like, try and figure out how to get paper, and she starts getting more and more money, and she like, creates her own books and her own library. It's, apparently, it's amazing. Something I really want to check out, like a really solid slice of life to its core. Interesting, Izaki.
0: Bro, you ever see Hot Tub Time Machine? Yeah. Remember when he goes back into the past and he creates Google and stuff? And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, D- come on, that that's so big brain. I'm, I'm s- surprised we didn't get an Izaki about that yet.
1: Something like going back in time with like you know, with the the, the playbook. For all the Super Bowls won or something like that We did It's called Back to the Future Oh, I'm saying an anime Oh Especially because, you know Azekis are losing their originality Yeah Because the genre is very saturated It's another thing we're going to talk about Where it's like hard to find one that's doing something new Because they keep flooding Flooding the anime pool yeah, but the, again, the saints' magic power is omnipotent. I would relate that very much to Ascendance of a Bookworm. Very good, solid, respectable slice of life. We're I'm just saying, Zeki's now, dude. Uh, what are some other underrated ones? I'm a spider, so what? Hot fire
0: trash. Top of the hot fire trash pile. It's amazing. Oh, it's it's better than standing on a millie. Because yes. I have a few questions about that one. I'm like, why it's so good to you? Because you go off about it every time it's brought up. And I'm like, it doesn't look good. Well, I'll mm.
1: say this. You know what we did? Th- we know. You know we we like. I'm standing on a millie, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put that in the underrated list, but I am putting "I'm a spider, so what" in it. So there's that. Dot heck sign you mentioned is a Absolutely, good underrated. Absolutely. That's one. super underrated. Not a lot
0: of people. Have watched it. Maybe quite a few of you have heard of it. If... If you listen to us and you haven't watched Dot Hack Sign yet... I don't know if you actually listen to us. I feel like... If you just go into it... You might not
1: like it. But... If you're a fan of Isekai... And... Or... You've watched enough anime... You're not like a total newbie... Then you can really appreciate it. From where it came from and how it was made. But if you're just coming into it kind of new... Not knowing a lot about anime, you're probably going to be like, "What is this slow, boring shit?"
0: That's really fair because when Sevsumo first lent it to me, like I didn't watch it for years. Like yeah, I it's kept easy starting drop. it. Yeah, I kept starting it, and I'm like, "I know it's good," and kept dropping it and kept starting it. An, a really
1: shiny hidden gem that not a lot of people have heard of. We've covered oh. it on the podcast. Oh, it's combatants. It's
0: combatants, combatants will be
1: dispatched.
0: Banger from the creator of Konosuba, bro. Y'all are really discrediting your own self if you haven't gone out and watched Combatants Will Be Dispatched. It's not long. It's a complete short series, 12 episodes, Mm
1: -hmm. hilarious. So good. The same formula as Konosuba,
0: but a totally different concept. Instead of the teammates sucking, the main character is actually the one who sucks the most. (laughs) He's he's my favorite. He's incredible. Six is great. He's one of my favorite characters ever. He's, He's in my list of favorite isekai characters. Uh, no Game, No Life Zero, the movie,
1: I want to mention, because not a lot of people probably have watched the movie, may have heard of it, they've heard of the show. Mm-hmm. But the movies, one of my favorite movies of all time, dude, it, you know, No Game, No Life, a lot of people look at it as Deviant, or, you know, Gamer, uh, or no, that brother-sister show, uh, brother-sister, uh. but No Game, No Life Zero, the movie, I mean, it has a little lolly factor in it, but she's a cyborg. But it is just heavy and powerful. It's a good war story. Political, yeah, yeah, dude. It really makes you like proud to be a human. I don't know about that. You know, shout out humanity. Shout out humanity. Uh, another one. Land of Lead, though. I'm gonna say it. One of my picks Ooh. right now. It's airing at the moment. I just think it's already proven to be underrated. That's what's up. It's funny, the uh, AAA anime podcast. Uh, Mitsugi, the host, I did, he dropped it. And I was like, what, dude? I was just standing this. It was like, we're totally different. But then the viewers voted it back in to the review. So oh, they wow. will be reviewing it. So I'm excited to check that out.
0: Yo, I'm I'm also just going to say it too. Sword Art Online is honestly underrated. It really is. It's only going to age like wine more and yeah. more like, over the years. It's really... It, I watched it, I didn't really like it. I got all hipstery when it blew up. I'm like, there's better anime, this isn't good. But, you know, when when more Potion Maker Isekai start coming out, Kirito's starting to look like a uh, pretty good Black Swordsman to me. Yeah, I mean, the one Potion
1: Maker anime I mentioned is great, Saints Magic Power is omnipotent, but yeah, uh, start a pharmacy in another world? Yeah. Yeah, no thank you.
0: Oh, that time I uh, got hit by a car, and I sharted a little, <laughs> and the embarrassment killed me, so God had pity on me and sent me to a world where I didn't have to poop anymore. Wait, great it, a- great anime. Isn't that ReZero? Nah. That, that's basically Konosuba. Oh, yeah. He, it's basically he Konosuba. He thought he was going to get hit by Truck hood, <laughs> So he just had a heart attack and pissed himself. Yeah. it's close enough. Banger. Oh, pissed himself. It yeah. reminds
1: me of, um, what's that show that me and Panda like? With
0: the piss guy, dude, my bro. Yeah, I'm a really good friend and I remember things like this. Um, hold on. Oh,
1: man, that's a fire-ass virtual world video game isekai. It's hot fire trash. Wait,
0: wait. Redive? No, it's so close. It's full dive. Full dive. Full dive. That is hot fire trash. That is deviant as fuck. Yeah, that was one of the ones I looked at that season, too, and I was like, I, I don't know about this one, chief. Hey, none of us had the balls to pick it. We probably do these days, but
1: I'm like, I'm watching it anyway on the low-low. And I, was, I loved it.
0: I-, I start liking shittier anime the more I like anime in general. So It had a busty Aqua in it. She was amazing. What are you talking about combatants will be dispatched again?
1: <laughs> yeah, that, too. No, I'm talking about the, the girl that sold him the, the shitty video game. By, like, blackmailing him and not letting him return it and then being oh his guide. God. Oh, she was incredible. All right. And then uh you got some popular ones I want to mention just because, just because. Maybe you didn't even know they were Azekis. Uh, but Drifters. That's one of the ones a lot of people reference is one of the first big ones. Tanya and the Saga of Evil or the Saga Evil of Tanya. What do they call that? I call it Tanya and the Saga of Evil. Okay. Gate. I always see it on Netflix, never checked it. Ari Ferretta, uh, it sucks, but it's really popular. Sentence of Bookworm, Spirited Away, the Ghibli movie. That's an isekai. That's a very popular one. Isekai Quartet, taking all the all-stars from all the great isekais, putting them in a show together where it's a parody, chibi version of it. Yeah, it's got its charm. I mean... It's a crossover between four banger isekais. What are they? Overlord, Konosuba, Tanya, and, Re- and Re-Zero. Re-Zero, yeah. And it has characters, main characters, side characters from all of them. They're all in a class together. They're all in school together, mm-hmm. right? And they're... Oh,
0: man, that's ridiculous. It's like the premise of the show itself is so ridiculous that when you look at all those characters added in, you're like, uh, this is a all-star cast for this. This is perfect. Yeah, and they have different art forms and... Is that a short? I don't even think it might be... I think it's long. Yeah. I think it's long. I know there's more than one season too, bro. It's one I started and I dropped relatively early because I had other stuff like I needed to watch for like seasonals and then I never got back into it and there's like no bad reason why. Same here.
1: Uh, Same thing over here, man. 12 Kingdoms. I did not know was an Isekai, but I've heard nothing but legendary stuff about it. I don't even know what that is. It's very long old fantasy like... I get kind of like berserky vibes from it as far as like how the story goes. I okay. wouldn't say necessarily how dark it gets. Okay, okay. Vision of Escaflone, a very popular movie. Is that a movie or a show? I don't even know. It's a damn shame I haven't seen that yet. It's a it's a pillar of anime. It's a nineties movie or, or show. Embarrassing. Devil's a part timer as well. One of the pillars, especially of Isekai. Very popular. And that's a reverse isekai. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about that in the subgenres. But last thing I want to mention
0: as far as like just naming freaking Izekis for the last 10 minutes is some of my favorites. What are some of your favorites, Pink? I got Konosuba. Combatants oh, yeah. Will Be Dispatched. Uh, season 2 of ReZero is very high up on my list of Izekis. I... Oh, my God. I'm still like, drawing a blank. Because I never wrote down my favorite Azekis. Oh, you fool. I know. I'm stupid.
1: Well, Devil's a part timer. It's definitely one of my favorites. It's one of the first I've ever watched and it was just it cracked me up, man. And it's old school. It's like early two thousands, but
0: Devil
1: gets reincarnated. No, he comes to our world and he gets a job at
0: McDonald's. Which I saw the premise of that and I went I don't know if I'm ever gonna watch this, but you were just telling me before that you're like, no, it's really good. So he's just trying to be a regular dude,
1: live like a live a regular life. There's kind of like a love interest type lady in it that has a relationship with him. It's just they're kind of mean to each other. I think it's been so long, but the archangels like Michael and stuff like that mm-hmm. come to our world, coming to hunt him down, and he's just like, come on, man, I'm just trying to work, you know? <laughs> yeah, just, and. Epic fights go down. He ends up having to like protect some humans from these like merciless angels. It's like whoa, that's nuts. Whoa, combatants will be, be dispatched in Konosuba. From that creator, are yeah. some of my favorites of all time as well.
0: Oh no, I, I, I did write them down. I just wrote them down in like the same spot as something else. Jobless reincarnation. Oh yeah. Dot hack sign. Mm. Um, Overlord is one of those ones. It's like I really like it. But I know it's not as great as I'm going to hype it up to be. Yeah. And same with Tanya and the Saga of Evil. Okay. Yeah.
1: One of my favorites of all time, very high in my all-time favorite list, is No Game, No Life. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: That was really good. Along with the movie. You showed me the movie, and then after that I was like, oh, man, I got to watch this. And then there was just like, one day I had off of work, yeah, and I, like that. my whole house was cleared out, and I'm like, hey, 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 and I just like make all this food and just drop my ass in front of the TV and marathoned it. I was like, all right, yo, this is so much better than people give it credit for.
1: Nobody's around, I could finally
0: watch it. and not feel like a weirdo. And honestly, I still felt like a weirdo, but I could not try explaining that to like my sister or her husband. Uh, Sword Out Online, one of my favorites of all time. The hero. Oh, and Cautious Hero.
1: The hero is overpowered, but overly cautious. Is one of my favorites. I wouldn't put it in underrated, even though I personally think it is. Just because I don't know if people would appreciate it as much as I did. It's a parody comedy, overpowered, overpowered protagonist trope. Yeah. Uh, wholesome, cool, reveal twist at the end. Uh, it's got the harem aspect. Another useless goddess. Yeah, it's got a lot of those tropes, but it subverts them all. It makes fun of them. It's self-aware. Okay. And the main character's just a prick, dude. He's an asshole to everybody, but there's a reason. And he's just hilarious. He just grinds to, like, level 50 before he enters, like, the first raid. you ever play video games like that? Like, you get your blast list at 37. And no. You're, like, just smashing Brock.
0: No, I'm, like, the exact opposite. Yeah, that that's this guy's, how he goes about this. I walk into Erica's gym with, like, a 17 Charmeleon. <laughs> uh... What's another, yeah, Spider. I'm a Spider, so what? I'm going to put that as one
1: of my favorites just because I feel super special because I don't like, I don't hear a lot of other people have seen it. That's fair. That's listening to Izeki's, dude. Let's get into the history, the historical part of it. But oh, yeah, dude. What? Check this out. um, We we knew this, but I didn't know this much about it. Many are adapted from light novels, you know, a lot of Mm -hmm. isekais are light novels, which is dope because. Before isekai became, like, really popular in the last, you know, 10 years, 20 years now, probably. Like, we didn't get much light novels coming to the small screen. Like, a lot of light novels didn't get adapted into anime. Uh, But the downside of that is, like, many light novels are incomplete. And they're still ongoing, which makes it, like, you know, less likely to get an anime adaptation. Yeah. Which, you know, there's not a lot of complete ones. Uh, Light novel... So there's a light novel user-generated website, and it's translated roughly to, like, novelist.com, And it's where a lot of isekai anime were born. Like, I didn't know this, like, Lock Horizon, ReZero, Konosuba, the regular at high school, at Magic High School. They all came from this website. No shit. And it's just pretty much like the YouTube of light novels. And it's free to post, free to read, thousands of light novels, hundreds of thousands, and, like, over almost a million users on it.
0: That's really cool.
1: So, if it wasn't for this website, it probably we wouldn't have all these great, great, a, like, isekai anime, but it also probably contributed a lot to the,
0: the explosive growth of isekai. Did sword art come from this? I guess not. It would have been mentioned. Okay. So, it's due to this and sword art online is why some of our favorite isekais exist. Yeah. Dude, even Kodansha's light novel
1: contest had to set a rule that all stories that contained a male teenage protagonist in an isekai were banned. Because there was just so... That would have been all of them. Yeah. Isn't that wild? That is pretty There's weird. There's too many. And that's another thing I'm going to get into. The genre has become quite saturated. With dinkle bop main characters. Yeah. With just like the same tropes over and over and over again. Which is why, I guess, we're getting so many isekai that subvert. Which means like... They go in making fun of the tropes that are common when used or putting a spin on it or Mm -hmm. being self-aware about it. Maybe even having the main characters be aware
0: of that they're in an isekai is an example. It's actually like one of the big reasons why I think Konosuba is great. Oh yeah. Because it's got the perfect formula to be such a bland, generic anime. You have your one explosion female harem member who's a mage. You got your one crazy strong Dark Knight female harem member, a goddess, the brown-haired protagonist, and they're like, all right, nah, let's send this shit through some chaos. And is a dick. He's nothing like these weenies. And he knows
1: he's the isekai so yeah. much that he's like, the goddess is like, you can take one thing with you, any kind of weapon, item with you to this world, let me know and I'll make it happen to you before I isekai you. He's like, mm, I'm going to take you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he takes, she's like, wait, what? No. This is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Same with overly cautious hero. It's why he grinded so hard before entering any battle. Because he knew what he was getting. He, like, knew the stakes of an isekai.
0: He's like, man, I got to defeat the demon lord. Bro, the contrast of that and Kazuma is, the, is actually <laughs> me and Professor Sequoia. All right, so the history. The old term... And a new term. Although the concept
1: has been around for centuries, that's right, mm-hmm. the term isekai is relatively new and has only been used within the past decade or so. I think this article that I got this from was written from like 10 years ago, maybe? Because it's really in like early 2000s. It's like 2022 right now. Yeah. But prior to using isekai to describe the genre, these titles were described as trapped in another world manga. Because a lot of them weren't even adapted in the anime. That's true. Yeah, that's and true. That's what isekai translates to, uh, different world. That's mm. what it means in Japanese.
0: That yeah, makes sense.
1: And lit RPG, which you mean, which is what us in the West, it was the Western term before we adopted the term isekai. We would call them lit RPGs, which are, I think it's literary. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Literary RPGs, which is pretty much like a isekai light novel or not. Manga, Mm -hmm. but you know we go to our library in like America or Canada, but Mexico, and you just pick up a a fantasy novel, but it's like oh there's classes and like levels and swords
0: and magic, yeah because we only play video games we don't read but this character is from like Connecticut, it's like oh uh, who's from Connecticut.
1: (laughs) The literary trope of getting inside a computer game is not new. Larry Niven and Steve Barnes' Dream Park of 1981 has a setting of LARP-like games as a kind of reality TV in the future. Uh, Andre Norton's *Quag Keep in 78, 1978 enters the world of the characters of a D&D game, Dungeons & Dragons. What? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know about this. Within the rise of MMO... A little bit people. MMORP jizzles <laughs> in the 1990s came science fiction novels that utilize virtual game worlds for their plots early examples are Tad Williams 1996 Tetralod oh man Tetralogy, Tetralogy Tetralogy Otherland Connor Kotzik's 2004 epic and Charles Strauss's 2007 Halting State in Taiwan the first of Yu Woe's nine Prince novels appeared, published in 2004 in, oh, my own. In Japan, the genre has reached the mainstream with the release of the media phenomenon Sword Art Online in 2009. Play the horns, Chivo. The concept of isekai started in Japanese folktales such as Hiroshima Taro. However, the first modern isekai works were Habuka's Takichiho novel Warrior from Another World. I really couldn't find much information on that one and Yoshiyuki's Tomino's television series Aura Battle or Dunbine, which a lot of people reference as, like, one of the first Isekai ever to get an Ina anime. Yeah. You've heard of that? I've heard the name. It's, it's with th- the giant bugs and the robots. Yep. In the fantasy know
0: it, world. Only know it simply from, like, happening to look up Isekai stuff so I don't look stupid today. Uh, so, Yurashima Taro is the protagonist of a Japanese
1: fairy tale. This is interesting. Otagi Banashi. So, who is... And the typical modern version is a fisherman rewarded from rescuing a turtle and carried it on his back to the dragon palace beneath the sea. Palace beneath the sea reminds me of Black Clover.
0: Oh, snap.
1: There he is, entertained by the princess Otohime. as a reward. He spends what he believes to be several days with the princess. But when he returns to his home village, he discovers he has been gone for at least 100 years when he opens the forbidden jeweled box he got from the princess. He turns into an old man. The tale originates from the legend of Yurash- Yurashimako's recorded in various pieces of literature dating to the eighth century. So that might be the first story recorded by humans that technically was an anazeki.
0: That's so wild! The eighth century, dude. And that's Yurishimataro.
1: Yeah, I don't know, right? Uh, and then, or a battle with Dunbine. Anime TV series created by Yoshiyuki Tomino and produced by Sotsu and Sunrise. Studio Sunrise did one of the first Izakis. They're the studio that, did all, that brought Gundam all to us. All Gundams. And Code Geass. Dunbine is set in a Bison well, a parallel world that resembles the countryside of medieval Europe. Within kingdoms ruled by monarchs and castles, armies of unicorn-riding cavalry, and armed with swords and crossbows and little winged creatures called Ferrario. Flying about offering help or hindrance depending on their mood. The main drew to the series the main draw to the series were the insect like aura battlers used the used by the population of bison Wells to fight their wars. These fighter suits are powered by a powerful energy called aura or life energy. Certain people are strong enough with the aura to enact as power supply to these mechas, making them aura warriors. So what year was that? The series aired 1983. That's crazy old. Yeah, dude. 49 ebbs, too. And there was three-episode anime OVA sequel and a new story of Order of Battle or Dumbine, also known as The Tale of Neo Bison Well, released in 88. So that shit didn't flop back then. So Isekai kind of hit back then before people were like, had that, oh, I played video games growing up. Yeah. Kind of to relate to it. I really thought that's what did it for Isakai. But apparently when it came out in the early 80s, like, there was still a fan base for it. it was st- like, people still loved it and they kept dropping more shit. Shout out fucking Ora Battle or Dumbine. Yeah. Shout out the Wizard of Oz. And uh, Yoshiyuki Tomimo, the, the mangaka, the creator... He also made the Wings of Rain series. It's a light, light novel series from eighty three to eighty six, which is a six episode ONA. It's a spin-off. Alternate What is the word? What is it? An alternate timeline of Orr, Battle, Or Battle with Dunbline. So that, that they got a lot of shit going on with Orr, Battle, Or Battle with Dunbine. Which is probably one of the first I mean shit. Eighteen sixty five was Alice in Wonderland. And then this is and then I don't yeah, know, this, this ain't eight, too long after. Well, this is 18, 1983, but this is actual anime.
0: That's so cool. Well, I had no clue this existed. I don't know, right, dude? So
1: that's one of the earliest ones, dude. And then okay, like the first one of Isekai's first evolution forms was the nineties. So I would say like it was like born into anime in the early eighties with the orbital or Dumbine and there's other few that I mentioned. But it first originated in that old Japanese tale, about the guy who went to the Princess Under the Sea in the 8th century. And we had that 1865 Alice in Wonderland, Wizard of Oz a couple decades later. Mm-hmm. And then we got the 83 Dunbine, and now it's the 90s where it hit anime after Dunbine. And shoot, dude, in the 1990s, Isakai setting became more popular in shoujo manga. Like I mentioned with in- Inuasha before. Essien and Clamp's Magic Knight Rayearth, and Yu Watsue's Fugishi Yugi. What is it? Uh, Fushigi Yugi. More recently, the subgenre has tended towards incorporating explicitly video game-like elements and major titles such as Reki Kawahara's Sword Art Online and Kugane Mariyama's Overlord portray more their worlds as MMORPGs made real. Um, Inuyasha became hugely successful in the West when its anime adaptation became airing on American television during the early 2000s. Unlike other Isekai protagonists, the character in Inuyasha could freely move between the two
0: worlds: present day and feudal Japan. It's a pretty nice little, pretty nice little ability. Yeah. Isekai manga
1: produced during this time all followed average teenage girls who were whisked away to a high adventure in new worlds where they encountered magic, epic battles, and more often than not, romance. Uh, in finding their true love in another world, these protagonists would often be faced with the dilemma of having to choose between returning home or staying in the fantasy world with their loved one. So that makes... See, that kind of falls into why I mentioned why Inuasha, maybe I didn't was fuck with a it too show hard. Joe. Yeah, it was. And... This is probably the last well-known isekai of the era... As there was a severe demographic shift in the market over the next decade. Mm -hmm. And that was definitely, brings me to the next evolution, which is like, brings us to pretty much today, the modern day. Starting with the release of the light novel series, Sword Art Online, in the early 2000s. The modern isekai boom was born. Modern isekai are now extremely popular among the shonen or young boy demographic and heavily feature male protagonists. These characters are usually apathetic, socially awkward young men who find their chance to thrive in this new world because they suck at real life. Uh, However, this has slowly been changing within the recent years. As we talked about before, it's becoming so saturated that they're subverting it and they're subverting subversions and then we're getting... You're getting happy
0: accidents like Konosuba. Yeah, you're getting characters that know.
1: Yeah. Isekai featuring female protagonists are becoming actually more and more popular, like, as of recent, recent years. Mm -hmm. It's funny how it started out like that, then they shifted to the medium-length, dark-haired dude that's apathetic and can't get girls and is shy. And now it's coming back to, oh... they want female protagonists? Yeah, we do, because you give us the same shit all the time. Yeah. Which is dope. What are some female protagonists ones we love?
0: Uh, Maple from Beau Furry, yeah, number what, what one.
1: Is, yeah, Beau Furry. I don't want to get hurt, so I maxed out my defense. Yeah. That is a great one with a female
0: lead. So is uh, Tanya, Saga of that, Evil. No, nah, that's not a girl. Oh, yeah. It's not a girl. It and was. it's not a man either. That's a whole demon. <laughs> that's a whole, whole demon. No, uh, she was a Japanese man before somebody pushed him out in front of a train. And that's and, the trope right there. Yeah. Th- that was a cool one because it's like, this guy's such a jaded prick that God's like, oh, oh, you know, this was unfortunate, my guy. So I'm going to uh, reincarnate you somewhere. And he's like, oh, now you show up. Now you show up. Good timing, God. Good timing, G. Thanks. And then God gets mad. He's like, yeah, you know what? I am going to reincarnate you still. Enjoy World
1: War Two. Oh, my God, that's right. I remember seeing... T- doesn't she call God, like, XX or something yeah, cr- like that? Um,
0: Being X. Yeah, and she's just, like, yelling at God, like, cursing the God, and God's like, I'll show you. Yeah, because he never believed in God. He did his own thing, and then God shows up as he's about to die, and he's like, oh, fuck you, dude. <laughs> and then God goes, no, fuck you, dude. If Pink Menace was God and Spades was a salaryman... Uh, I'm an atheist. Go yeah, fuck well, yourself. I exist.
1: <laughs> mm. Often these stories will feature female characters who were reborn or reincarnated into a fantasy world loosely based off of their favorite real world video game or media, unlike their male counterparts. Female-led isekai tend not to be very action-heavy or violent. Typically, these stories lean towards slice of life, like some of the great ones I mentioned, Descendants of the Bookworm. Landaliadal. And yeah, the saint's magic powers omnipotent. hmm Slice of Life fantasy is a sub genre that has been gaining much traction in the last few years, and I definitely agree. Uh, another one that's not an isekai is a uh, it's highly underrated. The motorcycle girl one. What is that called? Motorcycle girl. I forget, dude. Motorcycle girl. Yeah, the girl gets a motorcycle. She and then she just rides around.
0: Oh, k- no, k- no, no, it's not that. Oh.
1: Uh, Kino's journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Freaking, oh, forget it, dude. All right, but, dude. Loosely based off of their favorite real-world video game or media, uh, Canarita Claus, My Next Life is a Villainous. Mm -hmm. She gets put into her favorite game, and she, like, knows all the endings, so she's
0: trying to avoid them. Such a cool concept. uh Executed so poorly. So bad. Bro, that's got me sweating just thinking about right now. Even, uh... (laughs) like i'm going to i'm going to get isekai into the binding of Isaac, and it's just it's not going to be fun it's like standing on a million lives
1: uh, yuna she gets isekai along with her classmates and she was a huge dating sim oh game God. fan and then she keeps bringing that up while she's in her isekai yeah. world
0: so you said her name wrong actually what is it it's best character oh yeah just uh Figured I'd correct you there Shotokan Yeah, so subgenres
1: of Isekai We made it to the subgenre category And, uh, firstly, just like we did with the shonen ones I want to talk about some gray area stuff You know, I know we Some gray area shonens were like Attack on Titan, Jojo's Mm -hmm. Bizarre Adventure Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe It's been so long
0: Like Dot uh, dot Hack, I'm sorry, um, Death Note Yeah, Berserk perhaps I yeah, would that, not no. call that a shonen. Yeah. Zerk's not shonen. That's seinen as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, that's mature for a mature audience. You don't sit on swords in shonen. That that
1: draws the line right there. Oh, no, you don't. Uh <laughs> As we mentioned, Erased in Tokyo Revenge I didn't mention this. I I chose to skip it, but Erased in Tokyo Revengers having stipulations exempting them from like the isekai genre, but like because they're time travel, mm-hmm. and they go back in time, but they come back to their modern present day throughout the show. They go back and forth. And I was like, huh, how are these not isekai, but Inuasha is when it does the same thing? And I would say, like, we had this discussion before, like, it, they pretty much are the same thing, but Inuyasha it goes to, like, a fantasy world, and then it goes back to modern day where there's no magic or, or demons or yeah. anything like that. Plus. Back then, when Inuasha came out, Isekai didn't have, like, a lot of tropes. It didn't have a lot of defining characteristics to label it as an Isekai. So it was like you can loosely put something in that category. It was an Isekai before we knew it was an Isekai? Yes. And now, like, if Inuasha were to come out today, I don't even know if you would categorize it as an Isekai because you would just probably say it's a time travel anime. Yeah. Fantasy time travel. But back then, there wasn't a lot of rules defining something to be isekai so it could fit in that box. which is, It's interesting. But, like, no. Tokyo Revengers and Erased, they have the... You don't technically go to a different world. You go to a different time. But the time is too similar. It's only, like, ten years in the past. They come back to the present. So, not isekai. Other gray area ones, one of my favorites, I champion this. It's underrated. It's called Decadence. And it has elements of Isekai, but it's not really an Isekai. The roles are reversed where apocalyptic Earth is treated as a fantasy world, and cyborgs act like the players. This might sound confusing if you've ever heard it, but I'm going to say it like this so I don't spoil anything. However, decadence is still not technically an Isekai, as the cyborgs are not being transported or reborn, and the setting is not really set in a fantasy world. There is no one from Earth that is transported to, reborn, or otherwise trapped in a parallel universe, fantasy world, or virtual world in decadence. Instead, Earth is used as a mere game for cyborgs who only join through supposedly safe avatars while humans are being treated as NPCs. What's of crazy shit that goes down in decadence? It's nuts. And it's not even really a virtual reality, like, video game genre anime as well. Because it isn't virtual reality. It's treated as a game or entertainment facility by the cyborgs. And humans are unaware that their lives or world is being treated as a game. So and through the humans' eyes, the events that happen in the decadence game are real and traumatic. It, it's nuts. It's crazy, Bro, dude.
0: humans do not take shit like that lightly. Like, can you imagine <laughs> them finding out and be like, all right, bet, drop a few EMPs inside the robot stronghold. Oh, man. Hopefully we don't find anything about that in real life coming up soon. Uh, and some other gray area ones, I would say. Redo of Healer? I wouldn't... It's not an easy guy. He just rewinds time. Because he has time magic. No, he has healing magic. So he healed Earth. Oh. It's not a good show. That's creative. No, it's really
1: not. In Steins Gate, he sends text messages back in time, which in turn makes him experience things different. You would think it's... No, it's not. It's gray area. Yeah. It's not even close, actually. It's just science fiction.
0: Yeah, and Madoka Magica. Yeah. It's not a gray area either. I just needed to say it. (laughs) So, some isekai, not even a subgenre
1: of isekai, but some animes just, like, make isekai arcs. A little shout-out, a little homage to the isekai. Yeah. And uh, some instances include the Capsule Monster movie, which is a Yu-Gi-Oh! movie, the Duel Monsters quest arc, or occasional time travel to ancient Egypt via magic, Mm-hmm. within the virtual world arc being the most isekai arc of them all. And this is all from Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh, a big shout-out. They do a lot of cool little creative little isekai shout-out arcs. Yeah. Which is great because it's the king of games. It's the, it's the anime about games. You know, Yu-Gi-Oh originally was supposed to be about Gambling. a group of friends that play multiple different games, but the first game Yu-Gi-Oh became so
0: popular that they just stuck with it. I, I saw some of the old manga panels and stuff, and there's the game where, like, Yugi's playing the knife where you gotta, like, stab in between your fingers and stuff. And I'm like, whoa, this isn't, this isn't dual monsters. This is World War II. <laughs> Yugi, wake up. The, the Nazis are attacking again. I got shell shock. <laughs> I post-traumatic stress disorder. Yugi, oh. we've been living in these trenches for so long, I think I am the swamp battle god. Dude, Greed Island arc in Hunter Hunter. That's my favorite Isekai arc. Yeah, so good. So solid. So
1: built up and around it. So good. Like, no ass pulls. Like, his dad is some legendary genius. And apparently he made a video game and hid an item in a video game so no one would get it. So Gon and Kilo have to enter this video game and win it to get the item out of it. And it's like a whole season of hunter hunter where they're inside a video game meeting all these characters they're meeting other players in the real world who have entered the video game to look for Mm -hmm. the same item because getting this item out of this game is like winning the lottery and a lot of hunters try to do it
0: yeah it's so there's a one scene too where the a bunch of the phantom troop go to greed island
1: yeah they go together
0: they go on boat and it's just like yeah no you can't be here and then they got left they sent away so it's like it's not really another world but for how secluded it is off of the real world humans kind of made it yeah and
1: isekai because they he put like a magic barrier around the Uh island so the only way to get to it
0: is through the portal in the video game he made out of like some freaking nen. so nen is nen, man it can do anything it's magic it's it really can do anything soul society from bleach
1: kind of gray area but conan and the junior detectives find themselves trapped in a video game when they're hot on the heels of a murderer a uh, fairy tale has a their edola arc edola's arc it's like kind of like an opposite day type thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: same with naruto had it like an opposite day filler episode and um i don't know some viewers can quickly point out the historical parallels between full metal alchemist and world war history um, the cinematic sequel to the 2003 anime took this to the logical extreme in The Conquerors of Shambhala. Edward is flung into a parallel world where it just so
0: happens to be ours, and uh, he has to take down Hitler. My only real question about this right now is, what if they sent Tanya to Earth and the Elrics to Earth?
1: C- Why Kennedy. C- can I get... Because oh, she got world sent War... back to
0: World War II as oh, well. Snap. It's not really World War II. It's in a different world where they got all this like magic tech and stuff. But it's so close. It's so close. Dan, this uh, Full Metal movie sounds really interesting. I've never seen it. I actually think I have the DVD somewhere someone gave to me d- decades ago. So it's called Conquerors of Shambhala. Yeah. I heard it's good. I didn't watch it back then because I didn't see the original series back then. So I would have had no context. And by the time I watched it, I forgot about it.
1: It also says, just like in our reality, there's no alchemy in 1923 Germany, rendering Ed powerless. Dope, dude. Good thing he's a freaking genius. Yeah. There he discovers the fuel the society's plan to help Hitler's cause by harnessing the alchemic powers of the full metal alchemist world whoa that's so cool thankfully ed al and the rest of the cast stop hitler and become from becoming the next father
0: wow it really ties those two worlds together in really cool ways that also makes father from fma a little scarier now (laughs) i always said that bro like this conversation just now made me realize Summoning Hitler and Fate has to be banned. The dude's got so much influence still to this day, like 80 years later. That would be banned.
1: I didn't even think of that. You can summon Adolf Hitler...
0: As a a caster. Summon him as a caster and just have him, like, war speech everyone. Holy shit. They'd be busted, broken.
1: Dude, that would be a cool Fate series spinoff where they just... They all summon evil historical... like. Mm -hmm. There's, I mean, I guess you can consider, like... Alexander the Great, maybe. He was a conqueror. Which, he was a conqueror. Which pretty much leaves everyone except for his tribe and nation that look at him as evil.
0: A Apocrypha. They uh, they brought Vladimir, uh, Vlad Dracula in, who, oh. you know, depending on what side of history you're on, he's either a good person or he's a fucking vampire.
1: I mean, so, give it a couple decades, they might summon that. Vladimir Putin. <laughs> give it a couple decades, they might summon me. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that'd be just that'd be dope. It's like Hitler versus Bin Laden versus Putin, Putin. <laughs> versus freaking like uh, what's some shitty American Mussolini
0: president. <laughs> wow, we are really not in short supply of those, yeah. so we could go on on that. Yeah. Yo, America,
1: op, what, what? It could just be like Donald Trump fusion hard with freaking George Bush and Bin Laden, and uh, not Bin
0: Laden. Uh, oh, Obama? No, not not Obama. Biden. All right, we're gonna win the Grail War. It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be great,
1: dude. That would be nuts.
0: Trump gets summoned as a freaking like as, uh, as a lancer. Like... And he's holding the American flag. Oh. And He's just like, all right, come on. You're stepping on American soil right now. One it's a big no go, buddy. <laughs> These are fake news. You winning the Grail War? Dude, fake that would news. Be his noble phantasm. You're all fake news. No, his noble phantasm's the war. Uh, the wall. Like, you, you whatever oh, big old fate weapon attack you're going to do, he's going to be like, we're going to build a wall. It's going to be huge. And it just gets blocked. Oh,
1: man. He gets up in the sky like Gilgameshu and just money rains down on you. He's <laughs> standing
0: on top of the wall and he's just like,
1: you fake news. <laughs> Dude, uh, some anime are secretly isekais the entire show and not revealed until the finale as well. Yeah.
0: Such the Matrix. As,
1: just kidding. Not going to spoil. But all right, a subgenre, I'll lead off with one of the most popular modern ones that are blowing up right now. And it was the choice of the one that kicked in the dough. You know what it was going to be once I said that. It's sorted out Online, dude, which is a virtual world slash video game. And this is what you'll see on my anime list.com in the genre. They'll just write video game. Yeah. I like to say virtual world. But isekai have become one of the most prominent subgenres of isekai. Did I just, did I really write that? Okay. <laughs> Video game. Uh, Digimon, Sorted Online, Overlord, Log Horizons. Before the SIOs and Overlords and Log Horizons, Dot Hack was the rebirth yeah. of modern isekai, which you know we love to say. Mm-hmm. Introducing the virtual world gaming mechanic concept into isekai with some fantasy elements naturally baked in. As many video games do traditionally.
0: Bro, shout out Cephsmol for teaching me about Dot Hack and allowing me to be an elitist, so I could sit here with my nose up high like, <laughs> <laughs> we are culture. the originals.
1: We can appreciate the boring, slow bullshit.
0: Ah, uh, yes, a talking head anime. I'm smart.
1: The embrace of game-like worlds often extend down to the very nuts <laughs> and bolts of these environments, and it's not uncommon to see these characters casually mention experience points or. Magic points or mana as everyday knowledge. However, while this may seem strange to fans of more immersive fantasy, the spotlighting of game like fan- elements actually fuels the appeal of current isekai in dungeon fantasy works. That's what I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh, that's interesting how Aura Battle or Dunbine in the 80s became so popular. It banged out 50 episodes, it came out with OVAs, it had the alternate timeline OVA uh, anime, it came out a few years later. I was like, wow, it it banged even though none of the, the fans and readers and viewers praised had, and hyped it or drew similarities from, like, playing video games. That's kind of wild. So, that makes sense that they're pointing out why video game virtual world is, subgenre of Isekai has kind of taken over. It's, it's easy. It's very
0: easy that way. Another one is reverse Isekai, which isn't done a lot. I feel like it's a harder one to pull off, that's why.
1: What we just mentioned before we talked about for a little bit, full metal alchemist movie, Conquerors of Shambhala yeah. That's a reverse, that Isakai. Is reverse isekai. It's when someone comes to our world from a different world. The Devil's a Part-Timer. That's is the quintessential one to mention right there. The Devil's a Part-Timer, he gets
0: summoned from hell, which is another world. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Into our world and uh, restaurant to another world too, dude. There you go. That, that's one that I like. Watched a few episodes of, and I'm like, this is a really nice, peaceful anime. Hina
1: Matsuri is a very popular one, which is looks so good. I always heard of it. Always heard of it. I actually read into it today. And some girl gets, she's like in some like orb or item or whatever. It's like a father. It's like a parent daughter anime, but she okay. comes from another world. And she's not necessarily human, I don't think. The
0: name's so familiar, but once you explain the plot, I'm like, I don't... Nah, I don't think I know this it one. looked good. I got good vibes, like, amazing. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid.
1: Holy shit, yeah. Yeah, all these little dragon yeah. honeys come to our world, and they hang uh-huh. out in Miss Kobayashi's apartment. Uh, Recreators is a shonen, which is interesting. There's not a... Like, all these that I'm mentioning right here: Restaurant to Another World, Devils a Part Timer, Gabriel Dropout, Cock, Oh Yeah, Cock, Dropkick <laughs> on My Devil, Hinamatsuri. They're all like slice of life drama. <laughs> but Recreators this is an actual in Reverse isekai where I believe it's a bunch of. Uh, we got a, a season two of Recreators that came out a season two seasons ago. We we mentioned it. We talked about it on uh, the previews. None of us picked it up because it was a, yeah. a sequel. But I think it was like seven years later, maybe even over 10 years later, we got a season two of Recreators. I think it's a bunch of comic book creators, manga creators of our world. The characters they created came to life and went through a portal and came to our world. That's really cool sounding. Yeah, man. I want to learn more about it. Probably should watch it. Yeah.
0: So that's Reverse Isekai, man. I mean, honestly, I forgot all about that. I would have never thought of putting Kobayashi's Dragon Maid as a reverse isekai, but, like, holy shit, yo. It really is. It really is, and that's busting. I saw this article, and I don't agree with it.
1: Let me know what you think. The closely related subgenre is dungeon fantasy, uh, which typically involves characters are born and raised in, as opposed to being sent to, a world where RPG-style dungeon crawling is a way of life, such as Fuji, Nose, Omari's, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? And Ganmachi. And Goblin Slayer. I think they're both just they're high fantasy. They're just high fantasy with RPG elements. Yeah. that that wouldn't that's not a subgenre. That's not uh, isekai, of isekai at all.
0: Yeah. It's not isekai at all. <clears throat> like Faraway Paladin is an isekai when it very easily could have and should have been high fantasy. For that reason, mm-hmm. he was born into this world from another.
1: It's which is like, you know, Goblin Slayer it's not an isekai, but very well pretty much should have been. It very easily could have been. Could
0: have been, yeah. But it's not. It actually would have been way worse if it yeah. was, because Goblin Slayer... Uh, I'm from another world, and that's why I'm a weirdo. It's not my traumatic past. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would have sucked. Yeah, the Goblin Slayer needed all those years growing
1: up in that world to gain all that weird... All that hate and malice towards
0: Goblin specifically. Yeah, and all those weird techniques he yeah. he had for fighting goblins and stuff like that. That would have sucked if it was an isekai. I mean, that's what
1: happens when you get journalists to write about anime, when they're not real weebs.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you get journalists to write about Dark Souls when they're not real gamers. They say dungeon fantasy. I should call her. I know, right? I was just thinking, bro. Like,
1: You can find that in my search history over my Crunchyroll Funimation. <laughs> power fantasies is one that i included that's Uh, like overpowered hero
0: type nonsense uh that
1: definitely could be a trope within this subgenre of isekai but the way i described it and like this isn't concrete i made i made this up but it's like more classic or traditional roots. uh you can see this with classic tropes being used or expanded upon rather than being subverted rather than being parodied as you see in like a lot of comedies or uh Being exploited, as you often see in virtual world video game. Yeah. Like, this is one where it's just straight, like, ReZero or Jobless Reincarnation, where you just get sent to another world, and it's just flat, fantasy, traditional stuff, and it's just good.
0: Okay, I get you. Does that make sense? That does make sense. It's not like you got to go there and figure out how to get home. It's like, okay, I'm here now. Might as well learn how to uh, wield a sword or shoot a magic Fireball or something. Yeah, they're not
1: doing anything weird with the tropes. Like, they're not trying to be too different because so many have been done before recently. Mm-hmm. They're actually just doing it really good. Correct. Kind of like Demon Slayer, man. With with the Shonen. Like, it did nothing new. It's using a bunch of tropes of Shonen that have been used over and over and over again. And it never tried to do anything new. It wasn't self-aware. It didn't exploit any of them. It just... Stuck to its path and just tried to provide a really good solid anime for you, and it pulled it off.
0: Yeah, so I would
1: say that's what power fantasy isekai are. The most popular titles adhere to a certain power fantasy aspect, uh, but their ubiquity has also given rise to the works that defy or play with readers' expectations. This is what I like like, So I'm a Spider, So What features a heroine, most protagonists are male. Mm-hmm. reincarnated as an outclassed yet ever sassy spider. And there's like a sick twist, spoil thing at the end. Uh, Delicious in Dungeon. Have you ever heard of this? No. That sounds good, though. I didn't know it was called Delicious in Dungeon. I heard the Japanese name, which I forget. But it's about a group of adventurers who survive being trapped in a dungeon, trying to figure out creative way, different ways to cook the monsters that are trying to kill them.
0: That's actually really cool. I know, right? That's a really
1: cool premise. Uh, Mandy uh, uh, from Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast mentioned it in her Mandy's Manga Minute a long time ago. Uh, Overly Cautious Hero contains all of these elements and variations of tropes. Because it's goaded, it doesn't give a fuck. Some would say it's doing too much. But the big heavy reveal twist that exceeds expectations exploit like crazy and it has traditional role and tropes such as romance demon king uh god is summoning a hero yep but that's like a rare that i would say overly cautious hero it just does it all but i would still classify it as a power fantasy because it just does it all i don't know i don't know where i was going with that but Mishoko Tensei, ReZero, I would say the Power Fantasy. Slice of Life, all right. This is the one that's getting real popular,
0: like, right now. I don't like Slice of Life in general. I'm not a big Slice of Life guy, so, like, all these Slice of Life Isakai coming out where it's like, oh, I was uh, uh, I- I was struck by lightning, and now I have to pay my mortgage in another world. It's like, I don't, I don't care. I don't want to pay my mortgage in the real world. Nonetheless, waste time to watch someone pay theirs. That's why I don't play Animal Crossing.
1: Dude, I feel like maybe the rise of unpopularity of Slice of Life anime and in Isekai might have to do with the popularity in anime as a whole. Like, more regular people are checking out anime. Like, more normies are. Therefore, like, a normie isn't going to enjoy something like Fire Force, like a shonen. It's not going to necessarily enjoy... I mean, it's definitely not going to enjoy... Silly comedy, like what you're saying when your dad was watching Full Metal Alchemist, he's like, Oh, yeah. I, I don't like it when they just get loud and, and yeah. react. Like, normies wouldn't really, but they would enjoy Ascendance of a Bookworm or the, the Saints' Magic Power is Omnipotent, like a regular slice of life isekai, kind of like a, the Wizard of Oz. I wouldn't say The Wizard of Oz is action,
0: thriller. I wouldn't say it's mystery. It was just, it's an adventure slice of life. Bro, if they had the technology back then, you can't tell me they wouldn't have made those flying monkeys a whole combat scene. Who would fight them, though? I would definitely smack one of the flying monkeys if it came in my, in my in my radius, in my threat area. If I felt threatened, that thing's getting smacked up. I mean, dude, as we just saw, you go on Wikipedia,
1: you can see all these different adaptations and variations of the Wizard of Oz throughout the years. There's got to be one where they just fucking fight. <laughs> they just are all equipped with
0: power moves and weapons. I'm not going to lie. Cowardly Lions probably OP as hell. He's oh, just man. like Zenetsu. He sits there and he's screaming. And there's like, as soon as something really bad happens, he starts roaring and eating the flying monkeys. Dude, he would be like Zenetsu. I could see the Tin Man just having machine guns and stuff. He just swings axes around and he's got nothing but defense. Oh,
1: yeah, he's got an axe.
0: He like cuts yeah. wood and stuff, yeah. right? Oil slicks. Scarecrows, your comic relief.
1: Yeah, dude.
0: Dude, there's da- got to be.
1: There's got to be one. There's so many of them. It'd be a shame if there wasn't one like
0: that. Uh, Slice training of is... arc of oz when <laughs> training arc of oz when fran oh when yeah training when are we of... when are we making this what does that even mean oh that's what that's what's yeah. gonna be called yeah Dude, i
1: really have been dancing around in my head like i really want to write something I really do eventually shout out to animac where he wrote a light novel starring the cast of the Rank Cafe, the anime podcast. Good for him. And at the end of every anime podcast, they would read the new chapter. And all the characters were voiced by the actual people. And it was just, like, really impressive. That's pretty cool. Uh, slice of Life Fantasy is a subgenre that has been gaining much traction in the last few years. I just ran the hand. These stories focus on people who have been reincarnated to a fantasy world, usually one based off their favorite video game. But instead of going off to fight dragons, they choose to live fairly regular lives. They may choose to open up a print shop for magical tomes, like characters in A Witch's Printing Office. Oh, never heard of that one. No, Probably blessed. Or they may decide to completely overthrow the entire feudal system in favor of a free market and democratic institutions, like the characters in Accomplishments of the Duke's Daughter. Either way, they're having fun, and so are we.
0: I mean, like as we mentioned, the f- uh, the pharmacist in another world. See, this is why I'm built different than all these slice of life people. If I got Isakide and there were dragons, you think I'm not riding a dragon? But I'm gonna go make a a scroll instead. Yeah, your goddamn mind. <laughs> if it's Kobayashi, I'd, I'll make a scroll though. I said riding a dragon <laughs> for a reason, friend. <laughs> Uh, harem, ecchi,
1: I would say it's a subgenre of isekai. Uh, you might want to say it's a
0: trope, but yeah. I don't know. How not to summon a demon lord? I mean, honestly, ecchi's just a trope in anime within itself. Yeah, it's,
1: I would say it's a trope and a subgenre. hmm Because it's a good way to describe a genre, if you S- want to describe more of that Same genre. Same
0: with harems, too. It's like, it's just an anime thing. Sure, it pops up in Isekai more than a lot of other anime, but there's there's quite a few anime that aren't Isekai with a big fat harem. Yeah. They're well, shonens too.
1: Along with the whole partying guild thing as yep. well. Those kind of go hand in hand. Like you have a partying guild, most likely to be a harem, especially more likely if it's an Isekai. Mm-hmm. Yo, we're getting, we're getting crazy here. I hope you can keep up. Uh parody. I would say parody, like the one of Lego's picks this season. What is it? Uh I The Prince's
0: Guide. To getting a kingdom out of debt. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's a parody of the new trope or subgenre of Isekai where it's rebuild the kingdom. Yep. But this is a parody of that. And I would say parody is a subgenre as well, like overly cautious point... hero.
0: Konosuba. Yeah, Konosuba is That's such a hard parody on parody, your... parody of harems. And your basic generic like Isekai. Yeah, and
1: being self-aware and meta, Overly Cautious Hero is a parody of the overpowered protagonist, which is a very annoying trope. hmm But when it's done well, it's a home run. For example, in the land of Leodale, there's a lot of good examples of overpowered, done right. Actually, Nuxtaku... Overlord. D- yeah, Nuxtaku does a super successful banging series on YouTube called Overpowered, Done Right. And uh, it's really good. Check it out.
0: Political. Eh.
1: Yeah, I would say oh, Log, Log Horizon. Horizon. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I never
0: watched it, but every time I think of, like, political anime and or an isekai anime, I'm like, eh, yeah, France mentioned Log Horizon here. And the
1: serious How to Rebuild the Kingdom isekais would be political. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to say Rebuild the Kingdom. Um, hot Fire Trash.
0: Bro. Is one of my additions. That's a subgenre of isekai that we stand. That's a subgenre of all anime, but man, is it fitting into isekai as well? Mostly, yeah, like Standing on a Million Lives. Absolute hot fire. But yeah, like you said, Akami Got
1: Kill is not an isekai, but that is hot fire trash.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So when an anime is doing so much, doing too much, one would say it's, it's missing the mark. If you look at it as surface level, you're like, whoa, what is this? But when you sit down and watch it and enjoy it, not enjoy it, but you got enough Get culture involved. in your blood. Yeah. And you watch it, and you appreciate how ridiculous and stupid it is so much that it's actually beautiful. Mm-hmm. And enjoyable and ridiculous. That's standing on a million lives. Yep. Especially, like, those Hot Fire Trash Jams, they really hit when you are sharing the experience with a friend or another person. It's really hard to enjoy or identify Hot Fire Trash when you're by yourself. Kind of like when I was reviewing pupil of the wise man she professed herself pupil of the wise man i was talking about it during the our uh, first impressions yeah and at the you know half hour later when i'm done talking about it lego's like would you say it's hot fire trash and then it all clicked and i'm like yeah. holy shit it is i love this anime and <laughs> i was i was shitting on it the whole time and then i realized it's hot fire trash shared the experience with someone and i'm like dude
0: I love this hot... This is hot part of trash. I love this now. There's things that are written so bad that they're good. They're like... And ghost that's, stories, right? No, ghost stories, it's funny. Because ghost stories is supposed to be a very serious anime. And it, in other translations, it's taken serious. But it's not a good anime. The dub team in America just decided to go, Fuck this. Let's just uh, make stuff up. And they, it, it was, like, all improv and stuff. That's sweet. They're like, oh, they like to get loud and get silly? Let's try and do that. There's, uh, <laughs> there's like, one scene where it's really funny, too. It's um, You know, like, the anime thing? Like, when they're, like, really happy, they get the little lowercase n eyes, like an upside-down u. Yeah. And it's yeah. Like, they're like, ah, oh, crap, my eyes are doing that thing again. Like, uh. stuff like that. <laughs> it was, like, made Ghost Story Dude, so good. That's amazing. Holy smokes. Like, Ghost Stories plays itself to be just hot fire trash because it they they didn't care for the real thing. And let's get into the tropes now. So, oh, the moment the everyone's thing. been waiting for. Yeah, this you
1: know, probably the beef of it. How long are we going right now?
0: We got hour 20 almost. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: All right, let's freaking get through this. Uh, East Guy is one of the most popular genres of anime and share many common tropes, namely mm-hmm. having an overpowered protagonist being transported to another world. Shows up everybody. Often by fighting. This plot device typically allows the audience to learn about the new world at the same pace as the protagonist over the course of their quest or lifetime. If the main characters are transported to a game-like world, the genre can overlap with lit RPG. Um, I'm Alive, Electric Light Orchestra, or Xanadu. I've never heard of any of them. Electric Light Orchestra is a band. You know what? Maybe I copy and pasted the like a little extra. Maybe that was like an ad or something. Ooh, you might have. Uh, a standard plot myth arc for speculative fiction, the ordinary high school student frequently leave their friends and sometimes their enemies are all transported, often summoned to another world, distant planet, a magical land, alternate universe, the past, the future, where they, fi- where they have an important mm-hmm. role to play in the events of significance that are occurring at the same time or sometimes because of their arrival. Usually there's no hope of finding the means to return home until after the great threat facing them is defeated. I mean that brings me to the one of the first ones I want to mention is uh the demon lord.
0: Yeah, oh, the the one anime trope, uh, the one isekai trope that I'm actually like, "All right, this could die out and I wouldn't be too upset." Yeah, so much so that like even when some isekai suck, I'm like, "Where's the demon lord?" Yeah. It
1: just that it's so bad the demon lord will make it better. Yep. Or some animes make the demon lord a freaking amazing character, like a Sleepy Princess in the Demon say Castle. That. Even though that's not an isekai, but it's using it's taking
0: that trope from isekai and using it in a different genre of anime. Combatants will be dispatched. Did it right, because like the demon, the demon army was really competent. But they have that whole stereotypical, ah, we're the strong, mighty demons, and we'll kill you fair.
1: Yeah, they had, like, a noble way of going to war and battle.
0: Yeah. And, and then Agent th- Six is like, nah, dude. Nah, we'll just, like, smoke them out with mustard gas. That'll <laughs> yeah. do.
1: Let's destroy their supply routes. Maybe uh, take away their water supply. If we just blow the
0: tower up at the base, it'll crumble and kill all of them. They don't have civilians. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even people. <laughs>
1: And in this super complicated sentence I mentioned before, over prot- overpowered protagonist, mm-hmm. usually there's no hope of them finding a means to return home. Oh, yeah. Demon Lord. Occasionally, they will then question if they ever want to leave. They even want to leave, especially if there's an ongoing fant- fantastic romance. So, eh, yeah, I would say
0: there's always a romance. There's always a love interest. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily... That's not an isekai trope. That's an anime trope, too.
1: Yeah, I would say it's more common in isekai than anime in general. But maybe that's a general statement in general. <laughs> yep, nope, you lost me. Shout out the insurance. But how about this one? Uh, these stories often feature an alternate method of bringing the protagonist to the New world, such as reincarnation, swapping bodies with an inha- inhabitant of the new world, or becoming their own video game avatar. Though simply, bodily transport is still uncommon. Yeah, it kind of is, but like they just mentioned in this stupid sentence, alternate met- like, truck coon. Alternate yep. mentions of being reincarnated. Train coon. Plane coon. Scooter coon. Mother frickin- Tractor coon Tractor coon Skateboard coon Airplane chan Yeah Blowing wow. rope
0: coon Oh man If I get east guide By blasting rope I like or I buy better Buy some, someone else's rope Oh hell no I better be Respawned as a god An Young. angry god Yeah dude you
1: you get isekai by some blown rope. And you're just young, dumb, bro, the, and full of someone else's cum.
0: Bro, the, That that's the only one where Cosmo can look at you and go, I thought I had it bad.
1: <laughs> uh, swapping bodies as well. I mean, uh, she professed herself the pupil of the wise man. Starts out with Dambliff, this mm-hmm. ultra sorcerer, summoner dude who's an inspiration of Gandalf and Dumbledore, and then he gets... Switches into a a little lolly cute girl.
0: What's another... (laughs) Why are you looking like that? Bro. Is fate a reverse isekai? Oh, you're saying how they gender swap a lot of the... No, like, they're getting dragged from their time to the current times to fight wars, sometimes against demon kings, like fucking Dracula. I think the narrative is
1: what differentiates that because if it, if the story was told from artoria's point of view or we were seeing it from alexander the great's perspective it would be a reverse isekai okay we, but these characters are reverse Isekai in our world but they're not the main characters so i would say that's what makes it not a reverse Isekai. okay
0: like because yeah, man it's filling the tropes like in uh, apocrypha joan of arc is literally body swapped like it's kind of a possession type deal
1: Oh, yeah. So, yeah.
0: like, they, we're, we're getting a whole bunch of these things going now. But the main characters, you know, there was the young boy. I forget his name.
1: Which one? He had his own anime with the, with the orange hair.
0: I freaking. Oh, him. um. He was a main he, character. Shiro Kotamine.
1: I, I think so. Um, and then the, the girl, of course. The red dress. Mm hmm. Rin. Yeah, like, they, they were. Because they were. Ooh. We were seeing the perspective mostly from them. I would say it's not an isekai.
0: That's fair. All right, that's good looks. But good swapping lucks. bodies, swapping
1: characters, that's definitely, that's one of them. It doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. I can't think of other ones right now, but I know I've seen it before.
0: I mean, there's there's the Harry Potter method where it's like the random brick wall at a train station leads you to a new world. Spirited Away fits in that as well. Yeah, I was talking about swapping bodies, though. No, I'm trying to think of more tropes. Oh, yeah. Like oh, how I to get plenty. their tropes. I can't think of many swapping body ones. Or becoming
1: their own video game character, like Log Horizon.
0: Dot Hack. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: too. That was cool. In Japanese media, this is known as... Isekai. <laughs> Whoa, really? <laughs> With such protagonists typically being their local demographic <laughs> flavor of hero. Note, and usually involves said character gaining RPG-like powers on arrival. Uh, though it's been around in many forms of media... Before the term was coined The majority of isekai stories are known as derived from the web serial novels Or old stories we worked in the light novels With their premises and writing style even being noted as the subgenre Dude what am I what did I, I should read this before I just freaking paste it up on here A lot of these are also harem series To the extent of the party of, of sexy heroines or heroes Who are attracted to the protagonist Have become a part of the standard formula
0: yeah, yeah, it's hard to deny that. It's it is hard to deny that one. I think it is more needed
1: than needed to go. Like if they took it a whole, the whole harem aspect away, it would do more damage than.
0: Oh yeah, because it's like it's like losing a core component yeah. at this point. It, it, do, it doesn't look that good in there, but it looks way worse without it. Yeah. Oh yeah, who's gonna watch the sausage fest, Isakai? Literally, fucking nobody. <laughs> Yeah, I dropped Pretty Boy Detective
1: Club pretty fucking fast. (laughs) During the 2010s, these types of stories become so popular thanks to the Japanese publishing companies like blah, 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 that at the end of the decade it become an undead horse trope being parodied, subverted, and even ridiculed to hell and back. Okay. While straightforward examples still remain very much in the present. So this is saying pretty much
0: like the harem series. Other tropes like that mm-hmm. become an the, undead horse trope. It's, it's so what that what they're trying to say is like they beat it to the point where it's a source of comedy at that point. They beat it to it's dead, but it's it's still alive. Like uh Over the Cautious Hero? Like it should be dead. Like to the point where you know, him being so cautious and over grinding should have only happened once. Yes. But it like stays going. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you should be dead, but you're alive. Why are your guts hanging out, but you're still galloping?
1: Uh, generally, uh, so, on dead Horse, this got me interested. I, I looked into it a little bit. Yeah. So, generally, there's a standard progression as a trope ages. As it all should be. First, it is born. Once it has become established enough, parodies, subversions, and deconstructions start to crop up. It ends up eventually becoming a trope that no one should dare use seriously. It makes a lot of sense. True. Making it a discredited trope. And subversions might be common enough to be straight examples of new tropes. Interesting. Making it a dead horse trope. Yeah, like Overly courses hero. Mm-hmm. Or it could just be forgotten completely. So yeah, man. They use it so much that like, all right, if I see another freaking demon lord, I'm going to be sick. I'm not watching it. But then you get a demon lord that's like, really interesting and different and he's kind of self-aware that he is a demon lord and he is supposed to be bad and mm-hmm. it's like oh that's a dead horse tr- demon lord trope damn a subgenre of tropes that's that's kona dude it's like we're here to explain what isekai is we're just making people more confused about it <laughs> myself included yeah uh Sometimes, however, tropes just don't want to die and the progression skips the step. Subversions and parodies are common enough to be their own tropes. Yet the original trope, even if the one is the oldest ones in the book, is still in active use and isn't even seen as cliche or corny. It would be a dead horse trope, except it is actually isn't dead. It's undead. Oh, I was just explaining that shit. Some tropes that reach this state eventually ascended into omnipresent tropes. Ones that are more like the building blocks of a story which would severely limit writers' options if they were taken off the market. Oh, I kind of touched up yeah, on that he did. there with the harem thing. He did. The majority remain necess- necessities for genre and narrative reasons for which one non cliched explanations have yet to be able to provide a suitable alternative. Dude, this motherfucking journalist needs to put the fucking dictionary down, dude. Yeah, I hate that needs shit. He needs to take the th- thesaurus out of his ass. Yeah, shout out, Zoidy. Sometimes they persist because of a grandfather clause, and I'm not explaining what that is. Compare and contrast... Oh, whoa! Dead unicorn tropes. Is that it's... another Harry Potter reference? I think it's, like, probably the opposite of a... Oh, I think that's, like, a... It's, like, a undead horse trope, like... It's, a. Uh... They're making fun of something or self-aware of it, subverting something that should be debt. like, should be like, all right, we've had enough of this. But it really didn't even exist at all to begin with. Like a unicorn.
0: So that's overly cautious hero then. I guess so. Because I, you don't see these characters overpowered because they spent six years grinding. They're overpowered because they just come into this world overpowered. So this guy is making this trope. By not existing at all. Am I, like, reaching here? No, I think you're making sense. I'm not following you, but I'm sure other people are, and it makes sense. Okay. If you guys don't, feel free to uh, hit the Discord and tell me I should probably shut the fuck up. I thought you were going to say hit the dislike button. Yeah, that too. yeah. You know, share it all over the place and go roast this pink dumbass. Yeah, turn
1: around, get in position, get, into, get in doggy style and fart up on that dislike button for us.
0: Yeah, do it while you're thinking, too. Think real hard in that position. I'll expect nothing less from my rivals. So it's going to more that, like, I just, that I came up with myself.
1: But this is what I learned. The protagonist is always a... Hikikomori. God bless you. A hikikomori is a protagonist who is reincarnated in another world There's always this introverted, lonely male with no girlfriend whatsoever. Oh, the weenie bop! Weenie bop. But oh, hold on, there's a plot twist. In another world, he's every girl's favorite, and they all fall head over heels for him. One more thing, if you love any main character in any isekai anime and you miss him, her, after finishing the anime, don't worry, you'll probably find them in other isekai anime too as they get reincarnated in another isekai anime. That's the journalist just being funny.
0: He's like, oh, ha-ha, ha-ha, ha good joke. all the protagonists, like... Yeah, they're the same person. They, they look the same. They act the same. Yeah. They talk
1: the same. And a lot of, the, you know, anime does that because they know... They know who they're marketing to. Yeah, Yeah. the average viewer. It's a good way to put yourself in the shoes of the main character because they're taking a step back. You know how it is. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. Medium-length dark hair. Uh,
0: Parties and guilds kind of mentioned that as well. That's one of those tropes where I kind of like the whole idea of group dynamic because no one really should go off and fight a demon king alone. No one should go off and do all these crazy things alone. However, I'm tired of like some of the same shitty characters in these groups. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I do. It's not an isekai,
1: but a great example is a Goblin Slayer. All this, all the his party members, the side characters
0: absolutely suck. shit shit characters to where the, the 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 farm lady was the best one. I I don't even remember her exactly. Either. And she was the best one. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the Suderay elf that's just and and then the dude that likes food and, and cheese, he's a foodie. Yeah. And, and then he's like got an IQ of six, but he can swing a hammer.
1: And all the dwarf does is like throw rocks and that's it.
0: And you got your cat girl rogue.
1: But like like Lord of the Rings, one of the greatest partying guild tropes ever being used ever. It's not an Isakai, mm-hmm. it's not an anime, but it's it's the same thing. It can be done so well. Yep. Like, it's needed. Overpowered, overpowered protagonist. A.K.A. cute faces, or cute faces with immense strength, like Maple mm-hmm. from before. Or Philo, that little chicken bitch from Shield Hero. I, I hated that. Little chicken lolly. Oh,
0: yeah, I remember her. But overpowered protagonist. It, that's another one of those ones. Like, I would be A-okay if we never did that again. But, but then we wouldn't get overly cautious here on Overlord. Exactly. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, we don't have to do them anymore because we've already got such bangers. In the Land of the Waydale, too. Mm-hmm. Like, we got enough really good ones to where now it's going to look like all these other ones that come out suck. Well, all these other ones are creative
1: subversions. Like, Land of the is overpowered protagonist, honey, but it's a slice of life. Which
0: is that that's fine because it's not like a whole show about her being an overpowered badass. Yeah. It's a big part of it, but that's not what it's about. Yeah, you're right. It's a part of it. Yeah. So it makes it, it makes it cool.
1: it's like overlord, you know, he's tr- transforming into a lick and he's like losing his, 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 his
0: humanity, per- mm-hmm. which is like a huge step in that in general. So like, yeah, that makes it cool.
1: And his sexuality more important than his
0: humanity. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I ain't human.
1: I'm sexual.
0: Mmm, ain't that either. <laughs> uh, classes and levels? Uh, usually
1: specific to virtual world video game anime, but it really doesn't even have to be. I've seen classes mentioned in anime that aren't. Yeah. In isekai that aren't for video game or
0: virtual world. They're, uh... D- um... I can't I think? Yep, I can't think. Oh. A- 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 Kill had classes. It did, huh? Yeah, they had like your normal knights. Then you had the oh, and they had it, video game the items guards, as fuck. and yeah, then you had the elite groups, and then Esdeath's group. Like they all had their own classes and stuff, and even in the um, the assassins, the main characters, I, f- I forget what their group name was. Night Raid. Night Raid. Night Raid had its own classes too. Uh,
1: long names and long titles,
0: like we talked about, with Katarina. Yeah. Yeah and I already said my piece with that like there's some where it's like it's really funny and I like them and then there's the other ones where it's like I failed a math test so my dad beat me with a shoe so hard until I woke up and now I'm a fish person it's like oh okay that's really cool we could have just done with the last few words I woke up as a fish person yeah like that time I started another podcast yeah, that's a short and simple one. Yeah. That'll that would be cool if we came if we started a podcast like that. That time I was scrolling Instagram and I saw photos of my ex, so I had a breakdown and woke up as a Chad. <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh
1: Death and Reincarnation. Or aka like respawn, like Groundhog Day type stuff. Like ReZero.
0: Yeah. But that's not even a genre. We were talking it's about that before. I yeah. mean the tropes now. Oh, yeah, we were having a discussion whether it's a yeah. trope or a genre. And Free Zero is the only one we can really think of. So it's other other anime. Other Isekai have characters like
1: Konosuba. He gets his head. Free Zero? No, obviously Free Zero, but
0: Konosuba. He, he he gets his head bitten off. Yeah, in the snow. Uh huh. And he has to meet the goddesses again. They're like, "Well, you could go uh, go to heaven now." And he's like, "Yeah, that sounds good." I hate this group. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, like, bring him back, and he's he's okay with it.
1: The goddess down in the real world can hear him because I guess she's a goddess. He's like, oh, hell no, you're coming <laughs> back. <laughs> you're not leaving us
0: here. <laughs> Dude, that, bro, that, that party right there is a perfect example of a, a good sturdy table. One of those four legs are gone. The whole thing's crumbling. The yeah. whole thing. Like, oh, whether Kazuma wants to admit that or not, he needs those other three. It would
1: knock the perfect balance of the hot fire trashness off. Exactly. Um, well, not reincarnated as a human gender swap? Maybe I just meant to write reincarnated. Yeah, that's it. But, like, uh, I'm a spider, so what? Girl? That, that ain't even a gender swap. That's a species swap. Yeah, man. Her whole class gets isekai and uh, I think one of them becomes a wyron, which yeah, is like a Yeah, you telling dragon. me. One of them becomes a spider, so what? <laughs> and then uh, a bunch of the majority of the other ones become... Pretty cool things. They're all within the same kingdom, uh, different classes of uh, economic status. That's cool. And uh, some of them are still missing, and we don't know where they are, so they could be other things.
0: Oh. I'm a spider, so what? It's dope, dude. You think any of them are going to come back as a villain? I... I think one of them is a
1: villain. Oh shit! And uh, the viewer is like, are they a villain? Are they not? Because I'm I'm seeing different scenes, and I don't know if it's from the future or the past, or if it's this character already leveled up. It's cool, dude. The anime is cool as hell. I really don't even. I, I'm not spoiling it because I don't really know. But I just I have theories. Uh, that Isakai we saw earlier. Uh, I got Kai into a bending machine. Remember?
0: Yeah. You said that, and I'm like, this has to be such hot fire trash, because it just sounds like it's purposefully sucking. better be, man. That'd
1: be a damn shame. There's another one where someone gets reincarnated as a sword. Which isn't too far-fetched. We have a lot of anime where people are weapons, like Soul Eater. I was
0: about to say, we got Excalibur. Yeah. He is the sword. Homie Banger? Oh my god. That time me and my bro got reincarnated, but now he's a hot chick- Yeah,
1: I can I, dude, the title was, now she's a, a dark-skinned hot girl that I'm gonna bang or something like that? Yeah, it was something really like, it was almost racist the way that it was translated.
0: I don't think any of us had the audacity to even pick that one up. Yeah. Like, that, that's saying something for the Training Arc podcast to be like, I don't know, that one's a little too degenerate. (laughs) That's something right there. (laughs) Yeah, that's an achievement, you earned that one.
1: Yeah, and Wiseman's Pupil reincarnated. Well, not yeah, reincarnated, but... But gender swap, because yeah. he bought that item. Avatar swapped. Mm-hmm. And subversions of subversions, which we mentioned a lot before. Self-aware main characters know they're isekai And they're like, oh, I've I've read about isekais before. Like, shield hero. Yeah. And he expects... He's like, okay, I'm the hero. I know how this goes. And then things still aren't going as they expected, even though they... That was a good subversion of the plot right there. He's like, okay, I'm Isekai. I'm the hero. I got to find the demon lord. I got to level up. I know this. Wait a minute. All I have is a shield? How do I level up? What the hell? Why is everyone throwing me under the bus? Wait a minute.
0: I, I didn't, didn't do even that. do
1: this. Yeah. And uh, Kazuma from uh, Konosuba as well.
0: Oh, that that's just like so on the nose. Like they're like, all right, let's just take every shitty Isekai trope and make a show about it, but make
1: it funny. He's like, okay. Okay. I'm isekai I need, I need to find a party. That's right. And then all these degenerate, messed up girls come to him. He's like, "She is not. Don't let her in the party. Do not let her in." And the, the party. other two she are like, not- "Welcome."
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. I love it too because like he's he's the rational one of the group, and he gets merchant as a class. And he's like, "Oh, this is ass." But then you get all these other people who join his group who also have these really horrible traits to them, and they're like arch wizard. Archpriest. Um, Paladin. Yeah. And it's like, these Broken should be classes, the perfect yeah. people to have joined your party, but they ain't. A more serious
1: version of that, very similar, is I'm staying on a million lives. Correct. The main character is a gamer. He's very good at gaming. He's a vapid prick as well. And all of his classmates that get isekai with him, they get these badass... It's super cool classes. Wind sorcerer, fire warrior, mage, paladin, and he gets farmer, and then he gets chef, and then he gets to roll again. He gets chef, he gets to roll again, and he gets
0: blacksmith. And yeah, like, come on, man, give me something. I'm a gamer. Beast summoner. <laughs> oh, yeah, he gets one that's almost good. Yeah, but it's like he can only summon bugs or something at that level. And it's like, what am I gonna do with like a horde of cockroaches? I don't even think beast summoner. I think it's like it's like nature shaman. It was Uh, something like Monster Shaman, though, because I remember, like, he got a lot of, like, monster blood effects. Ah. Oh, yeah, you can, like, see their organs. Oh, no, that was that That was was chef. chef. Yeah. That was chef. It's like, all right, what do I got to cut out? That's dope. It's a really cool one, and it's like, if you gave it to one of the other people, that would have went nowhere, but you gave it to the guy who's like, okay, I can make use of this.
1: And, like, I'm a spider, so what? She she knows what isekai is. She's very self-aware. She talks about it because she's by herself a lot in the Mm -hmm. cave. And she's like, "Okay, all I have to do is this." And she's looking at her skill tree, and it's just massive, which she's, is cool. She's like, "What do I do?" She's like, thinking out loud about the old games she used to play. She's like, "Huh, I wonder what this is." Let me get into heretic magic. She ends up putting all of her skill points into like some horribly evil shit. It's really funny.
0: It's funny because uh, you ever—you're not a big Star Wars guy, but you ever hear the games KOTOR: Knights of the Old Republic? No. That's what I do. I take all the dark side powers, like Force Crush, where you could pick someone up and just shatter their, like, turn them into a ball, basically. Force Lightning, all those horrible things, but I'm picking all the good guy things, like, dialogues, like, oh, we'll help you. (laughs) Because I'm frying everyone with Force Lightning. Dude, that lightning sound does is an evil lightning sound. It's so nasty. It's not a hero lightning sound. Everyone who gets hit by the forest lightning, too, it's like, yeah, this is probably the equivalent to real lightning. People shouldn't be convulsing like that. So I just wanted to mention, ask you, <gasps> what, me? you what you love about the tropes or some tropes you love. Um, I do. It, but the thing about the tropes I like, though, is they're hit or miss. They're hit or miss. They will either make the anime good for me or break the anime for me. Like, Konosuba, main character, his party drags him down so hard, but they also boost him up to where it's a great, it's a good watch. So, yeah, but then you get other shows where the party just sucks. Everyone sucks. The main character's not even fun either, and I just drop it.
1: Yeah, that hit or miss thing is good. Like, you know, hit crits or miss. Mm Mm-hmm. I, again, it reminds me of Pokemon. Like the last thing we mentioned, the subversions of subversions. It's like, all right, we're getting like the genre is so saturated that these tropes are so overused that they have to come in self-aware. Or they have to do give it a really weird twist to make it different, but still stay in the yep. stay in the same trope to give the viewer a little, like, hey, huh? hey, huh? we know what you do. You remember this? We're doing something a little different now. Yeah. Like, get a little wink-wink from the creator to the viewer. It's interesting. That's good for someone who's really into anime. I, I, when I mentioned Pokemon, it's like, I'm really into battling Pokemon. I love battling Pokemon. And traditionally, you run, like, a specially defensive melodic, or uh, for more people, like, a physically offensive Dragonite. That's what yeah. you want to run. You want to hit things with, like, your freaking Outrage move and your Earthquakes. But, like, you play so much Pokemon that, like, that's boring. So you run a Nothing. specially offensive Dragonite. And that's kind of like what we're, what you mentioned, what you like about these tropes. It's like, I've watched so much anime that I want something ridiculous and different.
0: To the point now where when you put your choice specs on your Machamp and you're hitting with the Focus Blast. Yeah, so everyone's fun, like, "Whoa, different. that's so cool!"
1: And when it hits, it freaking hits crits. Mm-hmm. And when it misses, it misses. It misses, misses hard, quest. and then
0: it's like, "Well, on to the next one." Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, there's like great strengths. Um, overpowered protagonist. That one I can start doing without. I can start doing without that one because it's I. We're gonna see a lot more flops before successes. Mm-hmm. But on another one, um, harem. Harem is one of those things, it's like, I feel like I could do without it, but at the same time, I don't know, that really might mess with the structure of everything.
1: What about Isekai as a whole? Something I would mention is just how we all love anime for the escapism aspect. Mm-hmm. And I just... Isekai really takes that, like, a step further.
0: It's escapism within the escapism.
1: I mean, again, like you mentioned, the main characters, are very bland, so you can kind of put yourself in that position so their personality isn't like, oh, I can't relate to him that much.
0: I I can only relate to Kazuma. I can't relate to other isekai protagonists. It's really hard. Well, a lot of them are bland, blank slate characters, uh, coy, so
1: not relating to them doesn't throw you off so much. And I don't know, I just think the escapism in isekai is a little amped up a little bit, which I just love. It, it
0: is, it is. For like the same reason, like it's a anime itself is escapism, but now we're escaping the normal life these people had within escapism. I guess we're
1: sharing the joy of escapism with the
0: protagonist. That's, that's a way better way to put it.
1: Yeah. Like a joy shared is multiplied and, uh, when it's divided and a joy and a sorrow shared is
0: divided. Ooh. Basically, you know, do things with your friends. Yeah, don't sleep all of your weekend away because you just don't feel like. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, me. Yeah, me. Uh, What are things? I was gonna ask you things you hate, but we kind of just. Yeah, I covered. I covered what I don't like. My favorite tropes in isekai, though. That's hard because. You know, I be loving them
1: harems. Yeah. My harem would be mad as hell if if I didn't say that.
0: Who doesn't, though? That's the thing. Like, who doesn't love a good harem anime? But that's right back to what I said before. A good one. Yeah. You can't have garbage anime. I feel like a lot of people wouldn't even give a harem anime a try to find
1: out whether it's good or not. For example, is it wrong to pick up Girls in the Dungeon, a.k.a. Machi? It was... I just... Avoided that so much. And then Smuggy came up. He's like, it's my favorite anime. It's
0: so good. You got to watch it. Don Machi's fucks, man. It fucks. It's my favorite anime. Oh, yeah. And it's got my way through. And then I watched it. I'm like, you know what, dude? This is like a really good harem anime. But Smuggy also, I fully believe, owns the crown for Hot Fire Trash. It is a crown with a little lit flame in the center. And it gives off a,
1: a horrible. Oddly.
0: Smell. Like one of those garbage bags that's full of garbage but it's got a lavender scent to make it a little better. Oh. So it's like a, it's a little little funky candle crown. I'm making this for you, smugglers. Get ready.
1: Yeah, man. It's hard. Like, I really, if someone were to ask me right away like, what, what do you not like about Isakai anime? I really couldn't give him a straight up answer right away.
0: Yeah, it's I'll, hard.
1: Probably at this point I would say it's, it's a it's hard to find original stuff, mm-hmm. but I mean, we just spent a lot of time discussing why that's a good thing. That kind of makes you, it makes them get creative and subvert the subversions and yeah. give us some shit like Konosuba overly cautious hero, some hot Shield fire trash. Hero. It's for the cultured people. It's for the people that recognize it as Izeki. We do like Izeki's here. Oh, another one, dude. What? Forgot to mention. Not just party members. But slave master relationships. Ooh, see, I don't like it. I don't dislike it. Um, it I've, just, seen a, I've seen it work a lot, but I can I can
0: say I can see a lot of people not liking that. Bro, redo of healer is a prime example of how it doesn't work. Like that, just like so. You bought this little slave girl, and now all you do is go, yeah, you want some of my mana sip it from the source. Holy and it's just shit. like, wow, we. That's like a quote too, huh? Pretty much. Like I honestly could have went a little worse with that and I feel like it still could have been pretty damn accurate. Jesus.
1: But on the other hand, it's done splendidly well and works like Shield Hero. Yep. Correct. Where he rescues the slave and he she grows out of slavery and the the uh, it's a f- beautiful relationship make you cry But episode 4. Uh, how not to summon a demon lord? That's a I don't know. That's if a gray that's a good word area. About one. one, yeah. Death march to a parallel world. Rhapsody. I've
0: heard a lot about it, but apparently it has that too. So this is just proving me right. Like it really is all about the uh,
1: how creative not portrayal,
0: they it. but how right. it's presented. Yeah, like it has to be done right for it to be good cuz isekai's really are a good formula it's just how you mixed everything together
1: it's true bro it's it's very true it's oh, yeah. like so uh, it's like those... it's
0: like b- baking a cake
1: mhm or those chili competitions <clears throat> or making uh pasta vizul bafangul
0: hey and the other vowels as well <laughs> yeah even maids
1: like uh people the wise man there's, like, NPC servants, maids. Oh, yeah. Rem
0: and Ram from ReZero. Yeah. Like, that's just a cousin of a slave. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, another one, it's like, I don't know. It, I actually it's cool, think, I guess. the slave-master relationship probably is a subversion of the whole maid trope. Might as well be. Because it really is kind of the same thing, just with, with extra steps. Yeah, versus the opposite. Like, yeah. I don't think they got the maid thing from slave-master nah. relationships.
1: And uh, fantasy tropes are usually always a common denominator among all isekai, is what I wrote. Which is, you know, that hasn't changed mm-hmm. since the beginning. Since the 8th century, that story about the dude that visits the princess in the palace under the sea.
0: That was yeah. fantasy.
1: Yeah, it was. And ever since from, from then to 1865 with Alice in Wonderland to, eight, to 1983 to battle or Battle of Dumbine, fantasy... To common day, even video game, virtual reality technology as fuck. sorted Online fantasy. Yeah. That has always remained. So, I
0: think that's really freaking cool to point out. I think the one trope that it, it probably would do better to do without at this point until we make another seven isekai anime a season to where we need to bring it back would be the long names. Having these long names really does go, oh, okay, that's that anime. That's that specific one. Where it's like, we say slime isekai, but you even brought up a point earlier today where it's like, we have reincarnated as a slime, and I killed slimes for 300 years. They're both slime isekai. So it's like, oh. Mm -hmm. But. Are you saying it's a good thing or a bad thing? Right now, I don't like it. Because it's not like we're running out of names. You can you can come up with something and still keep it short and simple. I hate long-winded explanations and stuff. So, you know, all uh, that time I, I tripped over my own shoelaces and fell down a stairway and woke up as a pretty young girl with great balance. Who the hell thought that would have been a good idea?
1: The good idea about it? The, the Devil's Advocate bright side of it is when I'm looking through a list of anime or I'm checking out the new releases for the season, I can right away point out the isekais. And as an isekai fan, I can be like, oh, word, this one, I'm going to read about this real quick right now. I know this is an isekai. Or, hmm, this has a long name, but it's not an isekai? I wonder if it's a subversion. That's the word of the day. Or a parody of an isekai. So it's 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 kind of like a a dog whistle for isekai fans. That's fair.
0: Ah, okay. Or if you don't like isekai, you'll know right away not to check that one out. That's... You know what? Bam! Once again. All these things are just hit or miss. And, uh, we're, we're... At the end,
1: all I have is those questions that we kinda... Just answered? We talked about at the beginning of the podcast, where, like, how is it gonna age? Will it be looked back as cringe or annoying? Or will it be highly regarded as a piece of history? Um... You know, do, do we think it peaked in popularity?
0: No, I don't think it's peaked in popularity yet. I think we're, like, sitting at, like, the precipice of the peak. Really? We are right there. Isekai might blow up a little harder soon. Mark Zuckerberg just dropped Metaverse. Yeah. Can you... When we get the Facebook Metaverse Isekai anime, and you gotta dodge getting banned for 30 days, that might be it. That might be the peak. Uh, I I could say
1: I do say that it is popular right now in the anime fandom to hate on Isekai.
0: Yeah. Or to be like, Oh man, another Isekai, are you kidding me? Like Aww. everybody loves to say that. Yeah. But I mean we we are Isekai boys and we say it every season. Mm-hmm. What is this? Another stupid Isekai? Oh good, now now you're a librarian. Great. I mean on the on the
1: third hand, because everybody knows we got three hands, because we got to do stuff, but we always got to stay constantly gripped. As <coughs> they always they blow our minds, like oh another librarian, yep. but it could be a sentence of the bookworm, and it could be absolute <laughs> hitter, or it could be she professed herself a pupil of the wise man. Where I'm just like this looks like trash. I'm gonna give it a try anyway. Another isekai, what the hell. And then I'm like, oh, it's Hot Fire Trash. This is awesome. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's one of those things that, like, people love to complain about it, but... So... But my last question is, do we think it's here to stay? And we kind of just talked about that.
0: It's here to stay. It's going to be here to stay, but whether good or bad is to be determined. As with every single isekai that comes out. Yeah, man. If you look at it like a graph...
1: You know, starting from the 8th century, like I said, to Alice in Wonderland in the 1800s, and then in 1983 with Dunbine, it's just going up and up and up, more radically Mm -hmm. increasing over the years. It has yet to plateau. Actually, it's just freaking skyrocketing right now. Like my list of kinks. Yeah. Like my
0: Bitcoin. (laughs) Oh, you know what? You know what? I gotta gotta apologize to Jeevo. Because when I was listening back to What is Shonen, he said Luffy is the dumbest shonen protagonist. And at the time, I didn't agree with him. Bro, that man makes Goku look like he's read books. Like, full-on, like, Shakespearean novels. Luffy's a fucking idiot. Yeah? Oh, yeah, it's, like, to the point where I I love him for it. He is stupid. And every letter capitalized. (laughs) Like, no one talks about how Goku's dumb. People every now and then is like, yeah, don't, don't give Gon a math problem, but it's like once an episode, people are like, what is that idiot doing as Luffy goes and causes problems and ruins his own plans? So, shout out, Jeevo. You ain't even watched One Piece, but you were right.
1: There he goes, man. He, maybe there's something to that whole thing where he doesn't watch new shows. He only watches shows that he's only already seen, but then how the hell has he already seen those shows if he doesn't watch new shows?
0: Because he's already seen him. He's seen everything. That's an anomaly. That's, that's, yeah. No, that's Jivo. That's why I'm scared of Jivo.
1: Well, speaking of Luffy, speaking of One Piece, uh, shave your frickin' head. If you don't want to shave your head, shave your arms and your legs at least, because it helps you swim faster.
0: Yeah, remember, thinking doggy. If the soup's too hot, don't eat it. we'll definitely don't be doing that. I know from experience. Yeah. Well, what are the other ones? Oh, we don't have a catchphrase.
1: No, those are all of them. <laughs> we had to remind Spades that last time after we mentioned
0: four <laughs> right before that. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah. There's also the classic, tried and tested and true, suh, so,
1: dude. Yeah, dude. Um, shout out. <clears throat> I don't know, dude. What the hell? Shout out, shout out, Nyaners. shout out, Yanners! Check out Yanners. She's the greatest VTuber ever. You know, uh, we stand that toilet humor, and uh, we stand Nyan. If you want more toilet humor, you can check us out next week. Yeah, when we're
0: breaking down Berserk. When we're breaking down the that time I broke into the woman's locker room. God found me, hit me with a bolt of lightning, and as punishment, I woke up as a urinal.